Hello everybody, my name is John Locke from LockingYourSuccess.com and I'd like to welcome you to the winning trade. But first, the required disclaimer material. This presentation is given for educational purposes only. We're not broker-dealers or financial advisors and we're not making any specific trade recommendations. Also, please be aware that your risk in trading options is substantial and please make sure you are aware of all your risks prior to placing any trades. Also note that in the presentation we are using hypothetical computer simulated trades. They're believed to be as accurately represented as possible, but keep in mind that live results can vary from simulated results for many, many different reasons. If this is your first experience with us, my name is John Locke. I'm a trading performance and success coach with Lock in Your Success LLC, where myself and my team are here to help you win in the markets and in life as well. Today, we're going to be taking you into the realm of high probability income trading. Now, high probability income trading is where we make money through the passage of time rather than depending on price movement in order to make money. Now, this doesn't mean we're going to make money all the time, but we will often make money whether the market goes up, down, or sideways. Now today, I have a very special treat for you, especially for our more advanced traders. And this is an example of what we call professional style income trading. Now to differentiate from what, this from what we usually do, normally we come in here and we talk about uh, non-subjective options trading strategies such as the bull trade or the M3.4U or the rock trade. And when we do these strategies, we are doing them what we call non-subjectively. In other words, we don't care if the market's going up or down. We don't care how volatile the market is. We just simply enter at a certain date. We manage the strategy as price movement and time goes by. And hopefully we end up at a profit. And if we end up hitting our maximum loss, we exit the trade. You can do this stuff non-subjectively and you can have these very high probability outcomes and you can do very well over time this way. But a lot of traders are looking for more consistency uh, with their results and they start looking for higher returns. Now in order to the, do this, it's not really effective to go chasing from trade to trade hoping you're going to find this perfect trade that wins all the time. As a matter of fact, that trade doesn't exist. Now, the reason we do these trading strategies in our GO membership or these non-subjective strategies isn't necessarily because we think the trader is going to you know, get a set of trade rules and try to trade that trade exactly the same for the rest of his life no matter what happens in the future. What our hope is is that the trader will learn to understand the strategies that we provide them. And once they understand the strategies and they understand how each strategy adapts or uh, takes advantage of the marketplace or where its edge is in the marketplace, they then identify what's going on in the marketplace and then apply the strategies when it's best to do so and avoid strategies when it's not. Because the reality is there is no strategy that is going to, you know, just make money all the time without any regard for what's going on in the background of the marketplace. That's also why our strategies are, des are they're designed to take advantage of different types of marketplaces. So if you go back to other winning trades, we have a bearish butterfly trade, which is designed to take advantage of a situation where you know you may be a little bit bearish. We have the bull trade in the Super Bowl taking a more advantage of um, when the market's maybe a little bit bullish. And then we have our more neutral strategies like a, a three where we want to take advantage of a more neutral marketplace. And each of these strategies will have their weaknesses. And 
by knowing what those weaknesses are and being able to identify when they might have a problem in the marketplace and also knowing where their strengths are and being able to understand when their strengths are present in the marketplace. And, they, and you can match those together. You can win much more often. You can uh, win more money, in other words, a better risk-reward ratio with your strategies. You can create strategies that are easier to trade and just much more effective for any given marketplace. But it does take that core first, right? It takes the core uh, understanding of being able to trade those strategies non-subjectively for a period of time. But once you fully understand them and you, you understand when they work well, then you can go to the next step. And this is what this is now. So if you're newer, then you may want to go back to some of our more basic winning trade presentations, such as uh, any presentation on the the bull trade, the super bull trade. If you're a little bit more advanced than that, you can go into the M3.4U trade. If you're a little bit more than that, you can go into like the rock and and, uh, and the M3. If you're at that level, or you'd just like to see an example of this, then this is where you should be, okay? So again, our goal is to increase your returns and consistency through trading with the flow of the market and utilizing trader subjectivity with, high, with very high probability trading structures. This allows you to trade with flexibility and adaptability, and it allows you to make more money with less work and fewer adjustments. So when we do this strategy, the strategy itself doesn't necessarily have a name, although I'll usually give it one. And each strategy is going to be designed for a particular trading cycle. So we come in, we see what's going on in the marketplace, we bring up our expectations for trade entry. Are we bullish, bearish, or what? Uh, what do we expect to happen over the next 10, 20, 30, 40 days, however long we want the trading strategy to last. Given what we think about the marketplace and we know about our strategies, what kind of a return could we anticipate? Uh, keeping in mind that we always have to trade according to what our exit loss trigger is. So let's say you know I'm looking at the marketplace and I have a you know I have $2,500 I'm willing to risk on this particular market cycle. So I, can, I set an exit loss trigger for 2,500 bucks. I take what I know about the strategies and I put together a plan to maximize the strengths of each trade and avoid strategies and adjustment types that probably aren't going to work out in this. And as new information comes into the marketplace, I'm just going to adapt. How much money can I make if this thing goes well? And my thought is that my anticipated return on this is about going to be about 30%. Now, one of the things you might notice here is a lot of times on these strategies, we're going to have a profit target, and that profit target is going to be, say, 10%, and then we're going to have an exit loss trigger of, say, 10%. If you figure that out, we have a one-to-one risk-reward ratio. In other words, we are stopping out at 100% of what we expect to make or, or, or the maximum amount we can make. When you do that with a trading strategy, you generally end up making, on average, 5%, and you generally end up losing, on average, on a losing trade, about 8%. Meaning that in order for the UD profitable, you have to have like a 60% plus uh, probability factor in your trade. Most of our strategies are up in the 80% range. And over time, these strategies work are wonderful, right? It's wonderful. But we can do better than that. We can do better than that. We can still keep our 80% probability, but we can change our risk-reward ratio. We can put in an anticipated profit of 30% against a lo exit loss trigger of 10 or 11% in this case, and we can have like a one to three risk-reward ratio. In other words, uh, our wins are almost three times what our losses might be. That allows you to have a, a much higher return over time and much better consistency over time. 
if you can do that without affecting your probability, and we can do it without affecting our probability, and we can do it very, very effectively. And that is really the magic of this. Now, we teach traders how to do this in the M21 trading program. We teach you how to analyze the market and then make determinations where you think the market's going, and then how to apply, apply the trading strategies of the bearish butterfly, the M3, and the rock trade in context with that market analysis. We also have the X4 trading program, which does the same thing. It shows you how to analyze the marketplace, make expectations about the market, and then construct a trading plan using the X4 trades to... Uh, take advantage of what happens to be going on in the marketplace. So the same concept, just different trading structures. Here, once you've done that and you get beyond that level, you can literally use any trading strategy you know. So in other words, you you use your knowledge to make probability decisions on where the market's likely to go and not likely to go over the next 60 days. You pick points at which your which things change. In other words, when we enter the market, we have a certain amount of information. As we uh, After we enter the trade and some time goes by, more information is going to be coming into the marketplace. Information that may uh, invalidate the our initial thoughts on where the market might go. So part of your trade planning is understanding where those levels are. And then if that information does come into the marketplace, in other words, we're projecting forward, if that information does come into the marketplace, what am I going to do about it? How are things going to change? Am I going to exit? Am I going to flip to a different strategy? Um, you know, what's the deal? So you want to have all that stuff planned out as you're going forward. So the trading structure I'm going to be trading today is going to be a high probability, high return, bearish butterfly, M3.4U hybrid strategy. If you don't know what either of those are, again, you go back to the linktrade.com and you can see the M3.4U that we trade and the bearish butterfly that we trade. So we're going to be doing this on the SPX. So I will show you how we plan to enter this. Our maximum trade size, by the way, 22.5 makes our exit loss trigger $2,500. And I don't really have a profit target with these. If the market's going well and the trade's going really well and we're up 30% and I look at the probabilities and the market's behaving the way I think it's going to, it hasn't shown me any surprises and my risk and price, price movement is still very, uh, very mild, then I may hang in here. Right, I may hang in here, and I may go for 40%, 50%, 60%. We've had 100% trades uh, on this. Okay, So that could happen. But generally, my anticipated return is probably about 30% or something like this. And again, my exit loss trigger is about 2500 bucks. So let's go back in time to October 15th, 2020. We are in a situation where I'm ready to enter a trade because I exited a trade from the cycle before. And if I take a look at the marketplace, I use my, my M21 or my X4 uh, knowledge on how to read the marketplace and draw out my expectations to decide where I believe certain things are going to go. I set up my ladders on where if new information comes into the marketplace, it's a problem. So my thoughts here coming in is the market's likely to drop out a little bit. And by that, I mean, you know, have a come down a little bit further, mild pullback, maybe like 3,400, the top of this cup here. And then it's likely to reverse to new all-time highs. That's kind of like my thought on the marketplace. Now, I'm also aware that that may not happen, right? The market may go straight up. We don't know. The market may come down and it may break down and test these lows. 
and it may come down and test these lows, and we might come into another, you know, thing what happened here last March in uh, with a pandemic. We don't really know, but there the market does signal us when that information comes into the marketplace, and I want my trading plan to encompass what I'm going to do if any of those things happen to happen. So for me, I'm expecting the market to come down. I'm not really concerned with the market breaking down as in a crash, so to speak, unless we start breaking this 3200 level, because this is an important level. Other than that, we'd expect a down move than an up move. Now, the really good thing about these strategies is, is that they're high probability, and I don't have to be right. I just, I just can't be too wrong. And then even if I'm too wrong, a lot of times I get out at a very, very small loss. So remember, our objective here is keep any loss we might have very, very low and go for those higher uh, price targets or those higher uh, profits. Okay, so here, since I'm since I'm thinking that the market is going to probably come down, I'm going to enter in bearish butterfly configuration. Now you'll notice this is not a bearish butterfly as in the bearish butterfly program, but I can use all the same concepts here. So a bearish butterfly in the bearish butterfly program is done on the Russell only. It's done with 50-point wings, okay? And I'm also I'm, I'm entering 20 points below the market. But, you know, market situations change. Implied volatility is different. We get different types of inf uh, information when we enter a trade every single month. And certainly as time goes by from year to year, it can change drastically. So here we have a situation where if you take this T plus zero line, which is right here, it peaks out way back here, right? So I almost want to be ahead of the money with my butterfly, and I'm still bearish, even though I'm ahead of the money with a butterfly, because you can kind of see this. Uh, so I'm expecting the market to come down maybe 3,400, maybe 3,350, and then reverse higher. So I enter as a bearish butterfly, but I'm not trading a bearish butterfly. So there's a difference between an entry and a trade, and a trading strategy. So I'm initially entering bearish, but my longer-term outlook bullish. So I'm, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to produce an entry where I can get up money relatively quickly, and then once I'm up money, it makes the whole rest of the trade a whole lot easier uh, on the reversal should it happen. And even if the reversal doesn't happen, I sit here and trade this trade, and it goes fine. And even if the market breaks down, I have a plan for that. So it's not like... Um, it's not like I'm taking a directional bet or, 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 or on, a, on an equity or something like that because I can be way, way off with this. The market may never go up. I can make money. Now, the only way I'm really generally going to lose if I, if, is if I'm really wrong and the market takes off and starts you know, doing 100 points a day for the next eight days. I have a plan for an up move, and we can see that coming, right? Because if you look at the price charts, if I get an up move and I break this high here, then yeah, that's bullish, in which case I'd want to flip out of my, uh, my bearish entry. That doesn't mean I'm going to lose the trade. It just means I'm going to restructure, and I got a kind of a poor entry on the, on the, on the um, position. But you know, trading is all about edge. I'm, just, I'm putting all the edge in my favor. I'm putting in the high probability edge. I'm putting in uh, a little bit of directional edge to get a good entry. And then I'm also, during all my adjustments, I'm letting the delta go to certain points, maybe over what a normal trade might do, so that I get the edge on, you know, I, I take the, the anticipated market direction edge into the equation as well. And I don't even have to be right, but if I, if I hit enough edges, it makes a situation where I'm much more probable to win the trade. And uh, I'm also, when I do win, 
I can get much higher returns off of my money in shorter amounts of time. So here we are with 36 days to expiration. There's nothing magic about 36 days. I just happened to exit the trade, the last trade. And I decided to do that. Usually I decided to do that because I want more time, right? So if the market's moving around a lot, usually you don't want this type of a trade, um, you know, say 10 days to expiration if we're getting 100-point moves in the SPX because they start to become sensitive to price movement. Where if I'm 30 days or 50 days or 60 days, they're not that sensitive. So, again, uh, you know, I might just want a little bit more time in this. And you're going to see when I exit this that that is indeed the case. So here we are, and let's just kind of go through this day by day and see how this goes. So we're anticipating the market to range kind of somewhere between, uh, you know, maybe 33.50 and probably, what is the top of this here? The top of this is about uh, 35.34, okay, 35, so, so somewhere 35, 34 is right about here. So right in this range, we're anticipating it to go in this range for a little while. As long as it stays in that range, we don't have any problem. We are expecting the pullback early, which is why we're at negative delta. We're expecting a bounce later. So let's move on. And we're kind of getting the pullback. Okay, this is a bad data day. Let's uh, let's kind of just go past this. We do get that in our software sometimes. Sometimes there's days where there's bad data. So let me just click into here. Luckily, they're not that often. So here we are, right? Our entry's do going okay, and we did get our pullback. Now, as long as we stay under the what 35, 35 area here, we're 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 not really going bullish yet. We're waiting for some sort of a signal that the market's actually going to go higher here which I don't believe we get for a little while. Okay, so now now we got our pullback that we expected. So here we are, and we're about 1,400. All right. So a couple of things. If you've seen the bearish butterfly strategy in the past, or you know, well, actually, we have newer guidelines for 2020 for the bearish butterfly strategy. So if you have the program, make sure you check those out. But a lot of times, uh, we'll, we'll roll the butterfly back. There's really no need for that because if you look at my price chart here, we broke down further than we thought. I was kind of expecting this move down to 33, right around here, right at the top of this cup. That would be a normal move. We broke down off of that very hard this day. But we're not bearish yet. We're not bearish because we, we have a support level here at 3,200, and it wouldn't be too much of a surprise at this point for us to come down and touch 3,200 or so, and then maybe reverse. So since I'm still anticipating this, I may not be bullish at this point, okay, but I would expect the trade or the strategy kind of to stay in this range here now between 32 and 3,500, which is a very big range, but um, that would be our expectations. Again, we were wrong, but that's not a problem for the strategy, right? The market, in other words, a lot of times you're going to put these these plans together and you're not going to be 100% right on them. So, you know, as long as you're, you're not too wrong, everything's fine. But here, one of my concerns is that we get a, 
the market continues down or, or the market kind of hangs down here and I get a crush in my, what we call a crush in the T plus zero line where it drops a lot of value. So I want to support my T plus zero line since it's right outside the tent. I don't want to get rid of the tent because I still think the market's going to be up at 3,500 or so later on. So I'm, there's no reason to move this, but I may want to add something in here to support this line. And that's what I do. I simply add some calendars or two calendars in this case at the money. Now, what's the benefit of using a calendar? Well, when I get an 85-point down move in the SPX, I usually the market usually goes into what we call backwardation. In other words, we get a very high implied volatility in November, and it doesn't go as high in December. Uh, and usually, one of two things is going to happen at that point. The market's going to stay crazy, and the implied volatility in December is going to pick up, and I'm going to make money. Or the market's going to calm down, and the implied volatility in November is going to calm down, and we're going to make money. So that makes this type of a scenario very good for, for a calendar as far as stability for your T plus zero line. So here we are here, and I've done this. Now, um, we're just going to see where the market goes. I'm not really too concerned of another market crash. In other words, if we're going to get a market crash, I'm going to look for this to be below the 3200 level. Until then, I'm just going to assume it's going to hold range. So here I go to the next day, and we get a bit of a bounce, but we're kind of still in range of our calendar. There's really nothing to do here. All right, so now we get a 68-point down move, and we pull past the calendar, meaning a continued down move is going to hurt the calendar, and it's going to hurt the butterfly. So um, I'm just going to come back, and I'm going to move this calendar back to at the money here. So you're going to you notice it's at 3,300, 3, and I'm going to ignore trades, and that's going to bring this all the way down to uh, 32.40. So now we have this position here. Like I said, if I had reason to believe that the trade wasn't going to be in this range, then I might do a rollback here. But I don't. But everything is fine here. There's really no. There's no issues whatsoever. So let's just move forward. Okay, we get a big bounce, and we get outside uh, our butterfly here. And this is an anticipated bounce too, right? Because uh, this is now doing what we expected. We came back down, we tested this support point, and now we're starting to bounce. So we're outside the uh, the calendar here. So I'm just going to bring the calendar forward again and bring it back to at the money. Again, supporting our T plus zero line, keeping things uh, stable. If we go to Tuesday, we got a 68-point up move. This is what our position looks like. Again, uh, I could either exit the calendar at this point, it would be okay to exit it, or I can bring it back to at the money for one more, one more, try to get one more bite out of it. And the reason I want, might want to do that is if the market stalls, I can get a pop in my profit and loss. So uh, I come in and I bring this up to here. Notice our maximum capital in this is pretty much under $20,000 the whole time. And um, this is where we look here. If you look at our price charts, we're making the move up towards the top. Uh, especially, you know, at this point, usually when we get a V reversal like this, we have to anticipate retesting the top of this here. Okay, so let's move forward. We get an 80 point move. Now, here is the situation. 
We're back in the tent. We don't need the calendars anymore. Let's get rid of them. We're also bullish at this point until we get up into this range here of 35.11, and then we really don't know where the market's going to go. Usually when that happens, what's going to happen is the market's going to back off a little bit and then explode higher, and then we can set a price pattern target off of this U, but we really don't know. So what we're going to do is we're going to go more neutral here. We're going to go into M3.4U position. In other words, we're going to get rid of these calendars, and then we're going to take these long strikes, and we're going to roll them back until we're within M3.4U parameters, which is a maximum of minus 15 delta. Uh, and here we have minus 1.24 delta. In other words, we neutralize the delta by pulling off those calendars and taking these calls here and bringing them in forward or in closer to our short strikes. And now we're in M3.4U configuration. Now remember, we're looking for around six dollars to $6,500 or so in this. That's about 30% of our uh, planned capital. So we come to this day, and oh, we're only up $4,400. Our M3.4U delta guidelines, by the way, if we're neutral, I use those guidelines a lot, is well, minus 15. So I'm going to want to make an adjustment here. I can bring in my my long strikes to do that. So I bring my 3560s down to 3550. And that brings me to a delta number of flat again. So now I'm neutral delta. So once we get up into this area here, we are expecting a stall in the marketplace. Usually when we get a stall in the marketplace after such a big move, we'll get what we call a pop in our uh, profit and loss. So as the market's moving a lot, the implied volatility tends to resist dropping. But as soon as it starts to stall out and the market goes into a little bit of indecision and people don't know where it's going to go, then a lot of times it'll, it'll, uh, it'll drop out and the profit and loss will pick up. So that's what happens the following day. So I'm going to take off the trade here and go to the next day. So here we are Friday the 6th. 30% of 22.5 is, I think, $6,700, I think we said. We're at $6,200 profit. The market's not exactly doing, uh, we're not exactly, it didn't exactly do what we thought it was going to do. Some time's gone by where we had a nice valuation pop this day, right? We had the first day of a stall. We had a good valuation pop. We're in the center of the position. We're in a charting pattern where we're not sure which way this is going to break. And we could get a big move either down or up off of this. So all those things taken into consideration, generally being 14 days to expiration, I'm going to want more time. And this is what happened the last cycle also, right? I got to the point where I wanted more time. I got a nice uh, pop in my, T plus zero, my T plus zero line or in profits. And I took it off and I went off into the next month. And that's the exact same thing we're going to do here. So we're going to close this at almost a 30% profit. That's probably about 28% uh, of our planned capital. And it looks like we were only in here... Uh, I think it, it looks like, I think we entered 36 days to expiration, so that would be 22 days. So that's 30% in 22 days. And the market didn't even really do what we were expecting it to do. So it was definitely different than what we thought. And, you know, that's what I call a, you know, a fantastic, fantastic trade that's very flexible, very durable. And then from here, what I do is I plan my next trade. And this just happens to be entered about the same way. Again, we're at a point where we have a market stall. We don't know which way it's going to break. If it breaks down, chances are that we're going to come down like we did before, probably only part way if we go down and then go higher. 
And if we don't and we just go higher, then I can manage this as an M3.4U and just shift this into positive delta if we end up going outside the 10. And that's pretty much what happens here. This trade works out well, as is the trade did the trade before it. So that's an example of a pro-level adaptive income strategy. This episode's winning trade. If you like what you see, I encourage you to come on over to LockInYourSuccess.com or TheWinningTrade.com and discover how you too can follow along with this and many other great strategies as they unfold during our Options Trading for Income weekly webinars that we have on Monday mornings. Also, where you can learn about our upcoming winning trade presentations and explore past winning trades and receive access to lots of bonus material. And while you're there, make sure to check out our free trading performance podcast where you can get information to skyrocket your trading regardless of the type of trading you do. If you have any questions or comments or anything you'd like to see on the next winning trade, we'd love to hear from you. Simply comment on this video below so we can get those answered for you. Thank you for joining me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next winning trade.